This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. I, I do remember once having this, like, um, he was a retired surgeon who was just angry at everyone. And there was a complication with a feeding tube oh, in his okay. stomach. And then I, nobody wanted to touch him, though. And I just remembered I just went in there and turned on my charm. And I can't. I can't tell you what I said. By the time he left the clinic, he was smiling. Now you are just cuter than a a honey-soaked biscuit. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, the show that gives you an honest look at medical school, a production of the University of Iowa, Carver College of Medicine. I remember that. I can't tell you how many people who I have met who have listened to the show and then they've come and interviewed here and been like, oh, I had no idea the show was done here. <laughs> it's like the first line of the show. I mean, <laughs> the first and the last line actually I mean, is. This happens more often than you might think. But to be fair, how many commercials do you watch where you're like, that was funny. And then you're like, what was the product? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> that's. <laughs> you got to say it louder. That's <laughs> uh, I'm the king of sebum, Dave Etler. <laughs> But that doesn't matter right now because I've got some real live medical students here in the studio. Do y'all want to introduce yourselves using a cool moniker like I did? Like like choose your own moniker on the fly? I needed three days advanced to, yeah, under, I, to be able to do this. But yeah, let's do it. How about the stand-up comedian? Mm, I was going to say um, all scrubs. This is all I'm wearing from now on. Okay. Ever. They're amazing. I don't know why we wear anything else. Aline, MD, PhD student, Aline Sanduk. All scrubs. I like that. Uh, Prego Jess. Yeah. Because I feel like I've been pregnant for half of medical school. You, indeed, you seem to (laughs) have been. That's a fitting moniker. And I'm going into OB-GYN, so. Jessica DeHaan, M3. Yeah. Right? Almost M4. You're basically M4. Senior student. Yeah. That's what it should be. Riley B. and Bush. Stress Riley. Stress (laughs) Stress Riley. (laughs) Because I'm always stressed. I love that you started off with a consonant. You're You're like, like, she's stressed. I was going to say constantly stressed, but then I took it back a step to stress Riley. Uh You can see like the stress response. Gray hair, Riley. (laughs) Generally a happy person, but like stress is sometimes my word that I use for overall. Fair fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, MD, PhD student, Hannah Van Ert? Oh, Lord. So, I first of all, I think I'm today is a, I'm a granny Hanny. I've been feeling very old lady-ish. Oh. I've been knitting a lot. I've been sewing a lot. And I have two cats. So, I don't know. I'm just embracing the, like, 75-year-old and, lady and life. And mild urinary incontinence. No. Thank oh. God. <laughs> Pelvic floor dysfunction. Yes. I still have that going for me. Excellent. You but thank have, you for putting that on the air. You won't have an identity crisis when you're postmenopausal like the rest of us. No. Now. No. I'm So, it's all... It's all good. I I'm fully identify as an old lady, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Keep talking. I, I forgot to do something. Oh. Yeah. Well, you I had s- really cool art the other day. 
you posted something. What was your art that you just oh, posted? Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> art? We were just talking about how I don't do art. Quote, unquote, don't do art. So I cross-stitched. So it's like a form of embroidery. Incredible. And it was, an, it was stunning. You should submit that for the art contest. I will. I'm trying to con my mom into framing it for me. So, and I bet, I bet you she will. I just have to ask for it for a gift. But it's this like, oh, I don't even know. I think it's probably like two feet by a foot. And it's this beautiful like art deco lady. It looked like Mucha. Stunning. It's Alphonse Mucha, right? Oh, that's a great question. I got off Pinterest. I got the pen off Pinterest. There's like a a paired thing that goes with it. And the other ladies like looking toward each other. So I eventually want to make her and then frame both of them in like gold frames and then hang them somewhere in my house. That would be incredible. And just never stop talking about the fact. Like anytime anyone comes over my house, be like, I made that. I made that. That's my thing. That is the only reason that I want to get into DIY things is for the just absolutely unhumble brag yes. of being like yeah I made that bench yeah that shelf hung that I feel such pride being the one in my household that does the like carpentry and by carpentry I mean like nail and wall yeah. and that counts. general that counts. problem solving I mean I you know get one engineering degree and you can feel like you can do anything I cannot do anything I got a hacksaw the other day I know enough to know about safety but not enough to like to know about to know to go get the things that will keep me safe so i just had a hand on it sawing away on the side of a like a coffee table it was chaos i mean (laughs) absolute chaos but i knew enough to know hand needs to stay away were you a victim once i a victim of i uh (laughs) no this is not a hacksaw this is a cryostat so i was slicing placental tissue with a cryostat and i did the very i did a very dumb thing and it i really bad cut and then I refuse to tell anyone about What's it. What's a cryostat? It is a, it's the, it's cold. It's a deli <laughs> slicer. Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> it's but it's not set up like a deli. It's basically a very very sharp blade that can, and it's a it's a piece of machinery, and you can dic- you can tell it how thick you want it to slice this piece of tissue. So it's capable of forming these very 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 thin slices of tissue that's embedded in this like plasticky material. And I was trying to get the gunk off the blade with the paper towel. Science term. Yes. Yeah. The science gunk. <laughs> and the, sci- <laughs> the science gunk. And I sliced my finger open and I felt so embarrassed. And it was in the lab of a person who has an MD degree, like an MD. So mm. instead of telling anyone about it, I started cleaning up and like trying to like get out of there before someone noticed that I was like profusely bleeding from my finger. Yeah, that- you put the bloody Kim wipes way down. <laughs> yeah, and it's Kim wipes, so it's not very absorbable no. at all. And he caught me as I was leaving the lab. He's like, let's go. Because I had it wrapped up really thick in a paper towel. He's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, frick. Look, I, I, just, like, I just made an unplanned contribution to your science work i gotta go to the blood center right now <laughs> well in my mind it wouldn't stop bleeding and in my mind i'm like i can't exsanguinate from a finger cut right <laughs> it was the what most- you just shared though is like the beginning i feel of so many marvel movies yeah like you're you have powers right now you yeah. probably aren't aware of. oh man placental powers yeah, placental you, powers yeah <laughs> But anyway, I am. It's all you have the. You now have the power. Potentially, you now have the power to transform into. You know, because follow my logic here. You now have the power to transform into whatever you want because 
uh, you know, maybe there were some fetal stem cells. Yeah, she actually, she, we didn't there. know she had a scar because she spontaneously regenerated. Yeah, oh, right. you're right. So. Over like two weeks. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. spontaneously. Yeah. You, you can brag here, it's okay. <laughs> so sorry, that was way Don't look up the turnover of skin cells. Don't look it up. <laughs> it was fast. <laughs> I eventually did stop bleeding. Thank yeah, God. I just realized every, you all of you are MD, PhD, mm-hmm. uh, MSTP track people. So yes. I'm your least educated medical student. Oh, no. I, would, I would not say that. that. I don't think that's true yeah. at all. I just called myself Stress Riley. I don't, yeah. I don't get stressed I by knowing cook, a lot cook of things. Stress Riley. Yes, some pretty extensive cook, cook training stress. and momming, yeah. obviously. So I was, that I. I was telling Dave, or no, I, Jessica asked me what my PhD was in, and I'm like, well, technically it's immunology, but you ask me anything about T cells, and I can't tell you. I don't think they're real. If you ask me, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen enough data. Yeah, those are fighting words. <laughs> oh, I, don't, really. I don't care, oh, but don't let any of these other people. It's funny because me not that. knowing enough, I literally thought there was a theory that T cells oh, don't no. exist. And I was like, <laughs> what paper theory? was that? You know, it's there, an there, ongoing joke in immunology. There it's a is preprint, someone. Preprint uh, study. Not peer reviewed. Yeah, not peer reviewed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is someone in the department who like, uh, Kevin, who... Like complains a lot about some guy, some random guy, I don't know where, who thinks that uh, macrophages aren't a thing, that dendritic cells and macrophages are actually the same cell type. Just mm-hmm. no one's ever caught the intermediary cell before they divide. Oh, and he gets real mad about me. it. He's like, how dare, like calling it a question, basically all of his work. But yeah, scientists, they're ornery. <laughs> All right. All right. right. That was a wonderful discussion. Thank you. (laughs) You told us to keep talking. I did. You did. And you did. Great. (laughs) Again, need to be told we're doing great. (laughs) All right. I finally have what I was looking for. Um, Josh called the SCP listener line at 347 short CT. You're welcome to do that too, listeners. Uh, He's in his clinical years and he has discovered a hack for grumpy patient interactions let's hear from josh hi short codes my name is josh magoo i was wondering if you guys could talk about little quippets you use to talk to patients that just make them laugh or feel good or just sound like a person instead of like rattling off fever chills shortness of breath nausea vomiting diet like a robot like we're trained at times some things that work for me and so my name is josh but whenever a patient's like, what's your name? And I always say Josh or Joshua if I'm in trouble. Kills every time. <laughs> or if you see a patient and you're like, oh, how are you? And they say, oh, you know, but how are you? Or uh, just say like, oh, well, I should be asking you that question, you know? Or this is probably the best one. So if you ever have like a curmudgeonly like 80-year-old lady and they're just pissed to be there for whatever reason, If you have any reason to, like, hold their hand, like, Mm -hmm. you could say you're looking for cap refill or rashes or blah, blah, blah. But there's something about holding a patient's hand, and then they just love you. So I've kind of collected a couple of those after rotating with attendings. I was wondering if you guys have any good ones as well. Uh, Make this process a clerk that's a little more bearable. Have a good one. Thanks for calling, Josh. Uh all of you have some clinical, some clinical experience at this point, but uh, Alina, Jessica, and especially you, Jessica, because you worked as a physician assistant before you, long before you came to medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any standard phrases that you use to put 
patients at their ease when you walk in the door? Yeah, I do. You do this? I can't. He's definitely like on point. I can't think if I always had like a fixed phrase that I would use. Um, but I try to turn on my southern charm a little uh-huh. bit, and that does work, especially with elderly people, like he said. They do. You they walk love, in the room, you're like, my stars. <laughs> <laughs> do we have here <laughs> I, I do remember once having this like um he was a retired surgeon who was like he had a i think a peg this was years ago and nobody else wanted to see him because he was just angry at everyone what's He's, a peg um like a tube a feeding tube oh, in his okay. stomach and there was a complication with right. it and he didn't want to drive out to where it needed to be fixed and and somebody just needed to do something for him and I nobody wanted to touch him though and I just remembered I just went in there and turned on my charm and I can't I can't tell you what I said. It was more like how I said it. Uh-huh. And then like by the time he left the clinic, he was smiling. Now you are just cuter than a <laughs> biscuit soaked, a honey soaked biscuit. And everyone's I- like, what did you do in there? I was like, I don't know. Just turned on the charm. Southerners are charming. You say what you will about the South, but they are adorable. I tell you, every single doctor, you're right. A lot of yes, like we're just trying to help you. <laughs> And a lot of like ends just leaving off the G of like, well, what are you thinking? That's it. All of it. And it is immediately very disarming. Jess is 100 percent. right. And I don't have like a southern accent, you know, but I have family members who do. So I I can turn it on when I need to turn it on. You can also use like sexism and misogyny to your advantage. (laughs) Like when I was in the VA as a nursing student. You like the nurse would oh, walk in. Oh, I forgot in. that you, you yeah. did nursing. Yeah. yeah. So you like your your nurse that you were following for the day would walk in and be like, "Hey, I've got a nursing student for you. She needs to practice an IV. Like, what do you think? Can she practice on you?" And the little like the old Navy veterans were like, "Oh, I'll let any little pretty thing do whatever she wants yeah. to me." So you're yeah. like, "One, you gross, but second, <laughs> thank you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess I'll just take. Thank it. you for the opportunity. Yeah. 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 So Until true. they start asking you weird questions about your personal life, and then you're like slowly backing out of the room. The room. You learn how to do that stuff for real yeah. fast. You're like, oh well, we're done. Can't answer that question. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, yeah. You could make up details about your personal life. Had just have them ready, or make them up on the fly. Right? I mean, I'm such a bad liar. Some nurses wear wedding bands yeah. just oh, to yeah. avoid getting that's hit smart. on. Because that, I mean, before 1990, I think that was the dead giveaway. They're like, oh, okay, well, that's can't come out of this one. So mm-hmm. it's effective, I think. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of lines that like kind of yield from like misogyny mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, I'm just the cute little girl. And it's like, nah, I'm also like, you know, well educated and I'm go- here to do my job. But like when you're in the VA, it's just kind of like works to your advantage to get these patients like you. It's not great. I'm not happy about it. And I can't even think of like specific examples, but like there's definitely been times where it's like they'll say something sexist and it's just like, ah. and then they're like, OK, well, at least they're not backing. I probably should, you know, say other things but yeah i don't know it's not mean-spirited it's a little weird but like you have to remember that the guys the va are relics from a different it's like talking to your 80 year old grandpa like you're not gonna be like grandpa don't say that like well and they like the ones that i experienced too they were still very respectful Mm -hmm. like it was very much like and they are of that generation that they tend to ask fewer questions or like doubt their medical providers like they are still of that generation that's like whatever you say doc Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, they do throw in some of that. Like, so sometimes you're able to walk in and it's a thin line. It is a very it's a thin, really thin line. line. And 
it's really hard to articulate, but there's a moment where it crosses over from like folksy to like, okay, you need to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's enough, you know. <laughs> That is that is true. And that's why it's hard to articulate, which is like it's very situational, like Mm -hmm. these kind of interactions. And I guess we are talking about maybe the population that would walk on that fine line. There's also like a whole host of like when you're in a pediatric clinic, like ask any kid about the toy Mm -hmm. they're playing with and they're going to instantly love you. Like ask any kid about any show that you've heard that kids are into these days. uh, Coco Melon. Yeah. Who's your favorite Paw Patrol character? Exactly. And so I think those things, like just learning about the kind of people you're working with and then like start asking them about the thing that it works more so with children, but teenagers ask them about TikTok. They always, they would roll their eyes at me, but I'd be like, yeah, I'm on TikTok. I felt really cool. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show and the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the short codes gmail.com or leave a message at 347 short ct we'll talk about it on the show so what would i really like josh's idea of having a stock phrase i know so that i do prepped. too um i have stock phrases that but they're not like funny i mean it's like i walk in the room and you know as the med student being like you know i'm here just to make sure we're on the same page and yes i you know dr so-and-so is going to come in and follow up but i'm just here to get things started with you if that's okay so they don't feel like i'm totally wasting their time mm-hmm. but that's not like a humorous stock phrase that's just like a awkward initiation stock phrase um to where they put up with me um so i, I like the idea of maybe starting it off with something more humorous but i, I can't think of something for you hit really good on like kids adolescents i'm like and we talked about elderly people yeah so what if they're like 25 to 60 you know what do we do with that range i feel like I the know. i don't know it's hard because it's not often the like intro phrase but i think asking any person who has expressed interest in talking about their children about their children mm-hmm. like that i mean Family. i probably have gotten myself into like five to ten minute conversations with patients that mm-hmm. i had seen mm-hmm. about their children mm-hmm. and like they're telling me every ounce of their lives and i'm like all right well <laughs> really happy we're having this conversation this is not where i thought i'd go but like it is really interesting and sometimes you learn a lot about those people and they're more likely to open up to you and sometimes i'll come back in and check on them later and they'd like have photos ready to show me of their dog or their child mm-hmm. and so like going deeper into those personal questions, even though it's not necessarily your job and you don't always have the time. But I want a phrase. I don't know about the intro. Mm-hmm. Gary Goldman has this amazing bit about being at the grocery store and having someone like cut in line. I don't know what. But he was like, if you want to get a bunch of old ladies on your side, just call them girls. He's like, come oh. on, girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. He just has a small army. Yeah, that's true. When I walk into a room and I call someone like young man or like young lady, like yeah, that yeah. immediately makes them feel better. They're like, oh, no, no one's said that in years. <laughs> but like, know, It's very sweet. So I but I, I think that the a quip that relies on the characteristic of the person in the inter the other person in the interaction is a bit risky. Yeah. It's very, you know, the problem is that there's not a one size fits all. I think that's mm-hmm. what we're all getting at. Is like you have to, like a good comedian, you have to read the room. Some people are not in the mood to joke around, and so you'll make a joke and it falls flat. And you're like, all right, right to business. Um, <laughs> but then some people, I don't know, I. I try to let the patient determine that. Like if they start joking around, I'm like, all right, this is going to be fun. So then we, you know, but it just depends. I, I really think you should tell the story that you shared with me. I my, don't know if I should. I, I really get, think you should. <laughs> really think you should. It's yeah, a good story. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'll tell you what. Share the story. If yeah. You don't like it, we can I will delete it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 
I will. Personally. I will, will delete it and then I will delete it undo. if you upon reflection, you have to give it the weekend. Okay. Upon reflection, decide that again it's Okay. It's not okay. the best story. Um so you guys remember in the first year when uh for the SPs they would have a day or whatever where they would bring SPs with like specific physical exam findings and you'd kind of rotate between the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um it's making me sweat just thinking about it. It's so embarrassing <laughs> to look back. But you know what, audience, friends, I grew. Let me just preface that. I realize what I did wrong and I have grown beyond that. But anyway, um, one of the patients there had RA, like pretty bad. Rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, yeah, rheumatoid arthritis. So I had like the swan neck finger and like the, I think, Bouchard's nodes and mm-hmm. things like that. Misshapen hands. I'm I'm translating. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> yeah, job, exactly. Like very um I'm trying to use a non-valued word, but like fingers shaped in such a way that deviates significantly from the normal. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Um and he seemed really good humored. And I have this habit sometimes of when I look back on moments in my life that like were totally fine at the moment, I ha- especially on days when I'm feeling very self-conscious. I apply this lens of like looking for a bad thing I did and then beating myself up, you know, about it for years. But I remember that we were joking around and then at one point I, I all I remember is that we were joking around and then I said something like uh do you ever use your hands to like mess with people or like pay, play pranks on people? And I remember that he laughed along with that. But then like my brain inserted a moment before his laugh where there was like a a flash of discomfort on his face. And I was like, you fucking idiot. Like, why would you say, why would you, why would you point out that his hands are so disfigured that he should prank people with them? And I... I feel We've so all been there. Do you, do you, I know is this multiple one of those moments? experiences of my life that I've done stuff like that. Is like where really? you just have a moment and you're like, I want to take the words back. Oh, yeah. This was oh, funny yeah. to me in my brain, but should oh, I yeah. have said out or, loud? Or even just like, I have these moments like distributed throughout my life. Yes. And it, it's, I sort of think of it as just a layer of stupidity that's been sprinkled to an even eighth inch thick across my entire existence. <laughs> Where I've said something that was just, or done something that was just cringe worthy. Yeah. And years later, I'll be sitting there, like watching television or whatever, and it'll occur to me, and I'll be like, yes, yes. Yeah. I've been there too, or it hits you, where you're like laughing at some character who's just so oblivious to themselves, and you're like, that was me. Yeah. Oh, God. I yeah. mean, it's fine. I'm sure he was like this bitch and then moved on to the side. <laughs> positive. I it woke me up from sleep in the middle of the night where I was like, "Oh, put it on throw it on the pile." Right. All right. Let's right. start the whole movie of all the dumb shit I've ever said, but he probably moved on immediately. Yeah, I'm sure. If well, he see, signed that's up the, for this job. I'm sure he did move on immediately. Especially yeah. if he was like if it was me. funny about it. I know. If it was me, I would be like, first of all, I probably would have been using my misshapen hands to do pranks. <laughs> Like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> you just broke all my fingers. My. That's exactly the joke I was thinking. I was like, that'd be hilarious. Like, you could have a TV show where you just did that all day long. Or at Halloween, like he'd be that'd be the best yeah. house, like the best haunted oh house walking god. around. Oh my god. I just think of like when you're around any child, like accidentally like running into a pole as people do where they like try to hit their head, and then he's like, Oh my god. Uh, 
my gra- are, the possibilities are endless. My grandpa, I add. <laughs> my grandpa has these scars in his thigh. And when I was six, he told me he got shot in the thigh. And so I asked him about it like 10 years later. I was like, hey, grandpa, tell me the story of how you got shot. And he looked at me. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you got shot. <laughs> and he's oh. like, you believed that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I guess he had like osteomyelitis. See, people do it. <laughs> Elderly people are shifty. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. He told They've me gotten used to that. We've, you know, we elderly people have gotten used to our <laughs> deformities and Come our on. little physical issues, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's why I say it's risky, but, you it's, know. Look, sometimes it pays off big time. People mm-hmm. are like, <laughs> like on the worst day of their lives, they're like, I just laughed. Everything's going to be fine. It's true. Right. But the people who are side. in that space to use comedy to cope. Yeah. Some people yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've grown. I've never said that again to someone, but <laughs> you look, yeah. I wish if you want to see Aline's face right now, and if this survives, I got the elevens real if, bad. Yeah, if this survives <laughs> the edit, um, yeah. If this it survives in, I mean, the weekend, for uh, the record, though, I think we could do a whole show of anonymous tips of just like absolutely cringeworthy things yeah. us as medical students have said to people, yeah. things probably. I've said and done that you shouldn't. Listeners, yes, yeah. listeners that, that could be a whole thing. Support Aline. <laughs> support Aline and all of us who have <laughs> done. So, you'd be so much cooler about this than I was expecting. I thought you were going to be like, Ugh. did you really? <laughs> or, we don't want to be. We don't want to be your friend anymore because it was just. Yeah. Anyway. Support support oh Aline goodness. and everybody out there who has ever sat up in bed <laughs> in the middle of the night and, been like, and said to themselves, "What the." F- is wrong with you to themselves i have times Call in and tell us your stories doing yes. this. like i have moments to this day that I, like i was a child trying to figure out comedy and it is yeah. forever oh, yeah. ingrained in my brain how yeah. absolutely like scum of the earth person i was for a single sentence that i just vomited and then i was like I want to reel it back right away because I could see this hurt someone and I thought it was going to be funny and I now realize that is not funny. Do you still get like the the flush, like oh, the hot yeah. cheeks and the oh. hot ears? I get that and I can't think of a oh, specific yeah. example right now, but I, it's a very universal human experience yeah, that I right? think we all wake up in the we dead We should of night. all be more open about these experiences. Speaking of that, the flesh, uh, to go on an embarrassing... Did you say essay. speaking of the flesh? The flesh. Oh. Of the flesh. <laughs> Right. Way funnier. <laughs> experience. No. So speaking of embarrassing SP stories, I was doing a standardized patient exam that we have to do to be graded. And at the end of it, the SPs often give you feedback. And in this experience, I often, as a person who gets embarrassed, like we all do, I get very flush on my mm. chest and up through my neck. Mm. My face is fine. My neck down is mm. not. I often will wear turtlenecks to these events to avoid this smart. specific experience. Smart. One, I've had sp- like friends of mine call me out for it. Like they're like, "Yeah, you did really well. Like you look really red though." And I'm like, "Don't say it." Mm-hmm. But after this SP experience, she was like, "Honey, are you okay?" Aww. And like, I don't ex- so like outwardly say it. Like, I'm not outwardly nervous. Like, my tone is usually fine. I don't have like a different vibrato. 
but like I just get red and she was like are you okay do you need like a glass of water I was like don't I'm fine like I didn't know how to explain to this person who is my patient but is also not like I'm really okay this and is- I've forever been embarrassed now and I will often wear turtlenecks I'm probably red right now you are a little red right I, yeah. am I red right you're, now your yeah body a little bit. Dirty. I, <laughs> my body does me dirty and some people call me out for it suddenly this I'm happens, very sad about this it this happens to everybody I think but in a less visible way like I like some t- sometimes even when I'm doing the show, which I do every single week, and so I should be used to every once in a while, I'm like sweating my ass off for reasons that I <laughs> that are not clear to me. Um, but it's just something about being on stage or something like that, which is the situation that you're in you when know, you're yeah. working with your these body SPs. betrays you one thousand percent. There was a guy in my first year of school that I that I started med school with that I remember in like one of our first few small groups, like he suddenly developed a stutter. And I remember I was just talking to him afterwards and uh, he, thank God, I didn't bring it up. He brought it up and he was like, I don't know why I'm stuttering all of a sudden. I'm like, did you have a stutter before? And he's like, yeah, but like I went to speech therapy for it. I was like, maybe you're just a little stressed out. And he was like, but I don't feel stressed. And I'm like, your body is telling you you're stressed. Yes. Like, like whatever defense mechanism you put up to like train your body to stop, you know, whatever the mechanism of stuttering is. Mm-hmm. I was like, those, those defenses break down when you're stressed in a way you don't even have realize. any of you ever had like the blepharospasm yes. oh, yes. like i'm fine i'm fine no really yes. i'm fine my my eyelids just i don't know what's going all on all through didactics nightmares <laughs> consistently and it was always because i had like i was not sleeping that's my trigger yeah but yeah i get the yeah like, I got two styes in a row on my pediatric rotation, <laughs> one of which has not gone away and has turned into just scar tissue. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Why right. well, can't I don't notice it? If it makes you feel No, bad. it's it'll like I get in, inflamed when my mm. eyes get really dry, but usually it's like small enough that nobody really notices. But you, yeah, two. Feel it. And I had like I wasn't sure what was going on. Again, another embarrassing thing to have to text your head resident like hey i woke up and my eye is swollen shut like i don't know what i should do she's like probably a sty but you should go get it checked out and i'm like yeah it's just chaos i just start wearing God, mouth yeah. guards at night because i noticed i was waking up and my Ooh. teeth were sore because i was clenching and i'm like why am i clenching oh it's just probably like the way i'm manifesting my stress mm-hmm. yeah and again you think like i don't i don't, don't feel stressed, stressed yeah. but your body is telling you like there's uh-huh. something going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The adult <laughs> acne comes rearing its ugly head in. It's like, you thought you were done. JK, LOL. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. It's the deep, like, oh, you know, the yes. deep seat, the yes. three weakers. Yes. The cystic acne. Yes. The cystic acne. Thank God. I Going back to, like, the why do you have to tell me this? Like, I have shaky hands, just that baseline. My whole family shakes like a leaf like we drink our coffee in the morning we're all like this your whole family surgeons too right no no your floor must be a mess and (laughs) no but that's the thing like we're all like a lot of my family is medical ish so Mm -hmm. like my mom is an x-ray tech so she used to start a lot of ivs and i was an r and like i can do all of our x-rays are slightly blurry they're like (laughs) no she times it exactly right okay but um where i was going with this is i was doing a suturing clinic recently and i know my handshake and i always tell people because i've just learned that to you just got to tell people because otherwise they think you're nervous Mm -hmm. and part of it is true like part of it is i don't like people watching over my shoulder and she, so it's a suturing clinic and she's watching me suture. It's an MD here. And as soon as she was done watching me suture, she stands up and she goes, so it's normal for your hands to shake to like the whole class. And I'm like, you, wow, lady. And she's like, there's ways to get around it. You know, like don't have a lot of caffeine or just exercise and eat regularly. I'm like, do you know who you're? T- 
talking what? to like don't exercise or eat like well I no she was saying she was saying <laughs> too, too eat right and exercise oh, too, but that, oh, that, that will suddenly make your hands and stop. don't yeah. drink <laughs> caffeine and i was like yeah that's again, not gonna happen do you realize who you're talking yeah. to <laughs> but anyway that's good advice let me go get a coffee so yeah. i can you, really but think you're about not it alone. i was on an or rotation recently i won't say which one um and the fellow was gonna hand off to a senior resident uh-huh. um and basically was like show me your hands and he uh-huh. put his hands out and they were tr- you know yeah. trembling and she's like mm, that's not bad okay here you go and I was just like, okay, wow. this is how we roll. This is yeah. like a common experience then. And it made me feel a little bit better. You it does know? make me feel better. Well, because I, mean, I think the thing, like we do a lot of, like I do a lot of fine motor stuff in lab and there do things. Like if I know I'm doing a lot of like mouse surgeries that day or whatever, I won't have like the biggest coffee or I'll wait until after my surgeries. But then there's other. And like, That's but, not a thing that I could do. Well, and I get a <laughs> raging headache now because I'm addicted to caffeine. Mm. But I mean, there's also like adaptations you can do. Like I use a lot of like supporting hand gestures or, you know, you like take your time and use your breath and like all these things. And to have. Oh, I just was so irritated. And I'll tell you who it is later, but I don't want the world yes! to know. I'm going to talk some shit. Um, she but, was just trying to teach. But she did it in a very in a way that I felt like was very kind of catty. Oh, and I was like, mm. okay. it's that like observation. Yes. We'd always have like coaches that would do this, that would like see one player make a bad pass, and then it would be like a, a learning a experience, team learning yes. experience. Let's like, make this into a teaching moment. Let's make this into a teaching we'll moment when your, it's very obvious yeah. that like it was like, the one person's mistake, and now you're calling out the entirety of. Well, and oh. I know about it. Like I live with these things. Speaking of lab stuff, you know, pipetting into like 96 well plates. Uh-huh. First of all, your eyes cross, and then second of all, it's just like you know, it takes quite a bit of like fine motor skill to like yeah. make sure you're in the right uh well and so i was showing an undergrad this new technique and she had never learned it and i obviously had my morning coffee because yes. i'm not a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> and i'm showing her now you know i'm a little shaky one because she's watching me too because i'm highly caffeinated because <laughs> i'm a grad student um and i'm like yeah you know sometimes your hands might shake it's okay like just make sure you're guiding it into the right well and just like yeah. keep keep track of it i was like yeah do you ever have caffeine she goes no and i go good for you think you're better than me and i was like probably shouldn't have said that to her like make her feel bad now for not having caffeine another cringe moment you're like i'm so sorry i'm, I had like, to- I'm so sorry please it's okay you don't have to drink caffeine i didn't until med school i got through all of nursing school without caffeine. good for you i know and then med school started and i was like holy f- i'm never gonna get through it's this without- and now i'm completely addicted yeah yeah you know, I, I would have I would have made the same joke like, well, keep it yourself then. Yeah. You don't, don't need to brag about it. But yeah. That's hilarious. And then I took it back. I was like, oh, whatever. Sorry, like, sorry, good for, sorry, and then sorry. I was like, good for you. Genuinely, like, <laughs> don't I started, become me. I started like diluting. I do like half decaf now. Yes. And so I'm right. like, OK, like I'm still getting something, but it's not so potent. And then, yes. like, if I go without, I don't get the withdrawal headache. Do that. Like, yeah. yeah. I think that's a withdrawal headache idea. is not so fun. Yeah. Or I'll get the overly caffeinated headache. It's literally it's because you're drunk. It's you're so caffeinated you're like dehydrating small Um, therapeutic but going back to what you were saying the self-deprecating i think Mm. that's kind of where josh was hitting on with his comment of Mm -hmm. like josh when i'm in trouble he's like yeah yeah josh when i'm in trouble and like he'd make fun of himself and that's the safe thing because you can't always rely on like whether Mm. your patient's gonna like take your comment the right way or not if you're joking uh i've definitely had instances where I, i made a joke i'll tell you mine are you ready yeah okay absolutely so mine was I had a gentleman who was a diabetic and he was coming in for some kind of like 
lab test follow up on it and he didn't um he didn't eat breakfast that morning because i think he really wanted to have good numbers or something Mm -hmm. which you shouldn't do because he also took his metformin so i'm in the room with him and this guy is big i mean he's like at least 300 maybe more um pounds and so and he starts going down and i and i was in clinic clothes i was all like dressed up and my heels on even i think and and I'm like, I guess I'm going all like all in on this. And I like grab him and he's like all his weight is on because there was no support. He was just in one of those like little rigid chairs. There wasn't a bed by me. And so I'm like holding him up. And then suddenly he comes out of it a few seconds later and then he leans forward and vomits and I, I dart out of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was able to call the nurse and we were able to, you know, put some cool compresses on him, get a revive, get him, you know, some orange juice, feeling better. And so then, you know, about two minutes later, he's lucid. I have a conversation with him. And I'm like, okay, so he's like, what happened? I'm like, well, I think you got really hypoglycemic. You passed out. You threw up and vomited. But the good news is you didn't get any on me. <laughs> he did not laugh at that. He he actually was just like, wow, you just made me feel even worse. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. That was not my goal. I was just trying to make light of it. But with the right patient, that would have killed. I feel like for me, I would have laughed. I think if i maybe it's I was hard to tell because when I, I imagine that he was probably embarrassed yeah he yeah. was yeah. his it loss of control and no one loves to throw and be like oh i'm so glad that happened <laughs> yeah. but that's amazing you know i thought i thought where you're going with it it was like but luckily you didn't get any on my nice new shoes yeah it was just, i would have laughed at that i don't know let me validate you i thought that was hilarious. i thought that was funny <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't the one that passed out and threw up, but yeah. I did think it was funny. <laughs> Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. You know, self-deprecation uh, can go a long way. It, it is disarming. Um, but I do think if it's used too often and in many circumstances it can sort of cross a threshold into self-criticism that i don't know starts to affect how other people perceive you Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's going to be like i've noticed you know my technique is to you know when i when i'm this is not a good technique (laughs) but this is (laughs) but this is what i have done in the past and it is to sort of make fun of myself uh when i screw up Mm -hmm. and I think what that does is just give people more permission to make fun of you for screwing up. You think yeah. so? Yeah. I think it. I, yeah. I think if you do it I'm consistently enough, it's like the sort of thing. Like if you repeat something often enough, mm-hmm. to, it becomes truth. It gives them permission. Absolutely. I think that's true. I've seen that. But you know, my first impulse is to just make fun of myself hmm. because I don't. Well, I don't know. It's just better than beating myself up I you guess. don't take yourself yeah. too seriously I do, which I, I think I is a do great not take quality. myself seriously yeah ever yeah, yeah well and I love this is kind of tying it maybe not so like self-deprecating but I do try to be very open with the like oh like with science you know it's a classic saying that it's like you're you, you become an expert when you've made all of the possible mistakes yeah. at least once mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. yeah and so I try to tell that to younger students as much as possible or just like say like oh yeah i've done that before like it's okay if you met you're like trying to be very open with the fact that like vulnerable yeah vulnerability is disarming because and a lot of people like and i i don't know i really i I don't feel it so much at this university but every once in a while i'll come across a person who's really on their high horse about something and i'm like i 
don't like you because I guarantee <laughs> that you are not this like perfect like angel person. Yeah. And I don't know. So I do try to like tell a lot of younger students that it's okay if you like it's okay to have these like wildly inappropriate things that in your head were very funny. It happens. It, <laughs> it happens. happens. It happens. No, when those people fall, it is so satisfying. It's so oh satisfying. In I don't a very I, petty way. I don't want to precipitate it. But I like to be there for where they're like, <laughs> oh, oops, I am human. Uh, you know, but like, it doesn't huh. happen very often. But yeah, I love that. Not being that person. It depends on who you say that to, though. Some mm. people will not see that as the act of kindness it is. They'll be like, oh, so you're a f up. OK, good. Noted. And you're like, that wasn't the point of but my see, story. I want to be taught by a f up because it's like, oh, that makes me feel like so much. That makes me feel willing to come to you and be like, hey, I f up, you know, well, if you're doing that, yeah. that is so yeah. true. One thousand percent. That is so true. I There's, agree. there is like a like I f-ed up in company. <clears throat> there is like a real, I don't trend isn't the right word, but there's a there's a strong thread in medical education of pretending that you're perfect because mm-hmm. somehow it lends you credibility when you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the better teachers are probably the people who use their own screw ups as a teaching moment yeah. mm-hmm. not the screw ups of other people right yeah right where they're making fun of them uh, right yeah as as in your case hannah your screw up <laughs> don't wipe medical gunk off of a very sharp plate. i was thinking of your shaky hands oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there there was nothing more disarming than i mean as we all do like you put one like part a into the part b tube and you know you shouldn't have and you basically messed up the whole yeah. thing and there was nothing like now the whole lab smells yeah or something or just you like, wasted or you've a thousand wasted, dollars yeah. you know 48 hours of your life or two mm. weeks of your life because you've you know just made the wrong mistake or you labeled wrong or whatever and you grabbed the wrong one and your mind went so fast regardless everyone makes these mistakes mm-hmm. if you work in a lab and or just like in medicine at some point you're bound to like grab the wrong thing and make like what is a pretty tiny mistake but feels very large in the scheme of whatever you're doing yeah and like i went to my pi for the first time and i was like hey i messed up i pipetted the wrong thing in the wrong well and now i don't know what which well is which Mm -hmm. and he was like oh i did that all the time he's like oh i would do that all the time like i would do two-week experiments and i would mess that up mind you this man like i have like a large respect for him too like in my mind i'm like you are very smart and i respect what you do very much and so to hear that like yeah i would do that all the time here's like a couple tricks that you won't do it in the in the future and like Mm -hmm. it was truly like the best teaching moment i was never like embarrassed by it now Mm -hmm. i tell every undergrad i work with like hey here's the mistake i've made here's the tool that i learned that helps me to not make that mistake again understanding that when you're pipetting into 96 little small holes you're bound to like mess where like mess up where you are in the 96 little small holes so like to learn that right up and to not have him be like oh my god you just wasted us 48 hours you wasted us a thousand dollars like no it's just like yeah i did that so many times if you're a pi working with Principal investigator. I'm trying to Principal investigator. Thank you. Yeah. You're a principal investigator. Detective. (laughs) In some ways, a detective of science. (laughs) If you're a principal investigator and you're working with students who are less experienced than you, far less experienced than you, you'd better be budgeting for these sorts of Oh yeah, 175% mistakes. Like however long it takes you. I mean, you 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 know, so you know, don't try to make mistakes, but But even as like a grad student, like there's nothing more embarrassing than that like first mistake of like, 
I lost a whole sample and I just spent so much time Mm -hmm. and energy on this and I did one stupid thing and now Mm -hmm. I have to redo this. And so that like pain. And so to have a person that you can go to and be like, hey, made this mistake. And for them to be like, no biggie, just do it again. Mm Kind of sucks for you. But like, you know, the equivalent in the hospital, which I've seen, which is my pet peeve is um, an attending will say something to a resident. Hey, I want you to do X, Y, Z. Oh yeah, sure. Got it. Attending walks away. Resident turns to the other residents and I'm overhearing as a student. What did, what do they want? I don't mm. understand. What, what was the thing they're asking for? I haven't heard. And that makes me so angry mm-hmm. because I'm like, why don't you just ask? Are you that afraid of like looking dumb? You know? Yeah. I mean, this yes, is 100%. I, I mean, I, I, I would say that it's probably better. This is not easy to do, but I would say it's probably better to just act confident, including when you're uncertain. And by that, I mean, admit to your uncertainty. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And just be like, okay, um, happy to do that. Can you give me a little more information? Yeah. Um, And just be like, yeah, I don't know that thing. And I find that the really intelligent people you work with appreciate that. I was just on um, a rotation where I'll say shout out to the clinical microbio rotation with Dr. Ford. I mean, that guy Ooh. has good 20 to 30 IQ points on me yeah. mm. and he can just talk a mile a minute and I would just stop him and be like, okay, I didn't understand the last two sentences you said. Can you please go back? Cause there's like a foundation yeah. there that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And you could ask him mm-hmm. anything from a kindergarten level to a PhD level question. And he had complete comfort in answering the full spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. for you. How refreshing. And I was like kind of wondering what my eval was going to be like, but he actually said, you know, she challenges things that come across to others as facts, which, you know, as yeah. a good trait mm-hmm. that it's good to be like, let me challenge the assumptions that are uh, foundational here that maybe, we're not all up to speed on Mm -hmm. and I think that it's people who are really insecure with their knowledge base that don't like the questions is what I've noticed Mm -hmm. I think one really great way to do that if you're not willing to be like hey I didn't understand like a great way to do that that kind of twist it is to say hey I just want to like reiterate what I think I got from that because I think that's a really like both of those are key to be able like hey this is what I got from that Tell me where, like, I missed it's something. It's literally part of the American Heart Association yeah. closed loop communication yep. guidelines, <laughs> oh God, yeah. which you take a test on and say you're going to do, but then we don't actually see done that much. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, in a code, you will, and I get it's for those purposes, but but it is like a really good skill to be to to actually Repeat ask back. when you don't know something and or to try to resynthesize information and tell it back to them. I do this all the time when, again, people give you ideas and research or give you kind of tasks to do that just be like, okay, so you want me to do X, Y, Z, anything else that I missed. And they might also be like, no, you missed it. I wanted you to do ABC. And you're like, cool. Thank you. Got Got it. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. it. I'll go do that. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I think it's a really great way. And like, if they're smart, they would rather much, they would much rather you Mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. that than screw it up, waste time because of your assumptions or because they did it, said it wrong or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And I like to subscribe to this idea of like little failures every day. Like you're probably going to mess up a little bit every day. And like Uh for anyone out there that's struggling with the idea of like perfectionism or just they are afraid to fail, like go into a coffee shop, ask for like a beer and them tell you no. Like literally hearing that no and being like, 
okay, cool. Like find ways in which you are literally going to fail. Like find a way in which you can try to like ask a question that may like not be the greatest question ever, but like you're going to get an answer from it. So like seek out those little moments of failure. I think for me as a person who has like kind of worked her way through perfectionism to give a little bit less of a shit about herself. Like it's so powerful to just say, oh, I don't, I can go out and I can fail. I can give ideas to people that are way above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. And like, it might be a bad idea or they might've thought about it like three years ago, but now I'm not so afraid to fail because Mm -hmm. I've done these other little things in which I've been told no. So it doesn't have to always be like, oh my gosh, I failed. I'm going to get fired. It can be, (laughs) oh my gosh, I failed. And that's (laughs) it. And it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the common thread that I'm getting from, our conversation is like what really helps is to frame it from the perspective of like what would go wrong if you don't ask this question of like hey I just Mm want to make sure we don't throw ten thousand dollars away so let me just clarify you know it's like I'm not the up I just want to prevent an inconvenience that would affect all of us Mm -hmm. right I tell you a situation that I feel like displays this well Chernobyl. Oh. Have any of you watched that yes. on HBO? Yes. I was obsessed with Chernobyl. Such a good example of an institutional problem mm-hmm. where you're just like, I can't override the hierarchy and I know something's wrong, but this person wants to pretend like everything's mm-hmm. fine and then the problem just keeps getting worse. Snowball. Swiss yeah, snowball. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'm not sure that the Russians have learned that lesson. <laughs> The Russians are listening. I'm just going <laughs> to. The yeah, government, re- not the people. For anyone listening who yeah. thinks that we're anti-Russo, yes, you know. Cor- correct. Yeah, the government. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, getting back to uh, Josh's question of walking into a room and disarming people, mm. disarming the patient. <laughs> I have an idea for him. Uh-huh. I think I do too. Uh, I want right? yours first. So uh, do you guys uh, remember the cartoon Mr. Magoo? Uh, it's I, I, really does he have old. like the bo- the big glasses? Yeah. That's the big cultural joke is that he has he's very nearsighted and yeah. so he wears these Coke bottle glasses. But like for really for older people who remember that cartoon, it'd be really funny when he becomes a doctor to be like, it's Dr. Magoo, not Mr. Magoo. That would be happy. Uh, yeah. There you go. I graduate. That, that could be funny. Yeah, there you go. That'll work with the that would, yeah. that'll work with the older folks. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking. That for, won't work with the TikTok. Uh, my last name. So now being a hyphenated last name, some people could mm-hmm. roll some eyes or just like, you know, say one or the other. So I, I see a world in which I'll go in and say, hey, I'm Dr. B and Bush. Call me Dr. B and call me Dr. Bush. Call me Dr. B squared or just call me Doc. I don't care. That's it. And so like going like through that. that and so giving them options, because I always liked when doctors would be like, call me this. And I think it's very disarming or I'll be like, call me Riley, depending on the patient. And yeah. so I think that is a really good way once you're to that level to just like disarm people. And you kind of seem like the cool. Doctor. I got one. So, got one. so now that I'm married, my name is Dahan. And so in, in, in the military, the guys were giving me a hard time because my hands were like as big as theirs. I have like big girl hands. And, um, so then when I got married, they were like, your name is literally da hands. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's Dahan. They're like, it's Dahan. Dahan. And so I think like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, my name is Dr. Dahan. I've got the great hands for surgery. I don't know. Something corny. I yeah. gotta, I gotta work I on love it. That. But I, 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 no, that's great. I gotta workshop it. So yeah, my last name is Van Ert, literally V A N E R T. So and I'm trying to explain it to people. I'll say like Van Ert. So you're driving a van, you slam on the brakes like Van Ert. Nice. <laughs> people sometimes that's, nice. that's funny. Another Dutch name, right? It's a very Dutch yes, name. Yeah. yeah, my husband's Dutch. Yeah. You know, something I see a lot of um, hyphenated names doctors do is uh, they'll just like for you, it'd be like Dr. BB. Yeah. And so I see it like there's a doctor at the VA I work with and he has a hyphenated name and it's just like people call him BK and I'm like, 
fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so <laughs> cool. It is. So I know. Cool. Whenever I doctors like are like going by a nurse, I'm like, you're so cool. I, like, <laughs> I want to be that. I want a cool nickname. I want a cool nickname. <laughs> Let's get married. I feel right like now. the. Okay, so I don't think you need any of this sh- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. we have literally just spent. I was about to say five I think I minutes said, answering the question because you brought us back around. I, I was gonna. Say, well, I tried to bring you back around. And you guys went off on your thing again. I'm just saying, like. I don't think you need any of this. Walk in, genuine smile, open up, you know, have good eye contact, have good body language, listen carefully, mirroring. You guys know about mirroring where you sort of adopt the pose of the other person. I mean, don't be be (laughs) crazy about it. Just... Um, they grab a tissue, you grab a tissue. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> start bawling. They vomit, you vomit. <laughs> but not on the shoes. <laughs> but not on the shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, that's awesome. They are the, the delivery, listen carefully thing. This is a tough... I, I, <laughs> that is very relevant. That is commitment. Commitment. Wow. <laughs> oh, you got into so many callbacks. So many, I hope you are not just listening to this part. <laughs> The listen carefully thing I think is tough because you know now you got to sit down and you got to type in notes to a computer and stuff like that, mm. um, which I think during a clinical encounter can, I don't know, that can be a little bit of a problem. I did, mm-hmm. I have seen people do this very effectively by, you know, if you need to take notes, you know, wait until you've heard their story, mm-hmm. and then you say, well, I need to take a minute to enter this into your medical record. Just give me a second, um, and then as you go, you can ask follow up questions just to make sure that you, mm-hmm. you know, understood what it is you're writing. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I think that, I think that act alone will go a long way to m- making the, the patient feel like they've been heard and they're having a good, you know, a, a good clinical encounter. I mean, yeah. you know, I was reading a 2018 study in the journal of general internal medicine that found that it's common for docs to interrupt the patient after only 11 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, it used to yeah, be like 13. Oh. Yeah. So now the average is going down yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and with some interrupting as early as three seconds, if you can imagine that, I mean. Good morning. Oh, hang on. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how does that even work? I mean, I don't know seconds? how. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you know, so just listening is, you know, you know, you don't need to. I don't know that you need to walk in with a quip. Yeah. Um, you probably mm-hmm. just Depends need to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, you got to read the room. So I was thinking, yeah, less about a quip and my my own personal like family med doctor. Oh, I just love her because you walk like she walks into the room and, you know, she's always kind of like 20 minutes late because that's family medicine. Mm-hmm. And but she takes the time and she she writes down a lot of stuff on like the piece of paper she brings in. Mm-hmm. And then she'll kind of do what you say. She'll take yeah. a minute. We'll talk and she'll ask me these like she'll spend like a decent five minutes talking about like how school mm-hmm. and like not medical stuff at all. And then it'll kind of work into how are you sleeping? How are you eating? What are your concerns? And I just really love that. I like, I love going to see her because she's, and she's very personable. Like she looks you dead in the eyes and she talks to you and she smiles and she seems generally interested, like genuinely interested in what you have to say. And so, yeah, for me, it's less about necessarily a quip, but more of these like being interested in your patient. Right. Just asking about your patient's life. I if you, love that. I that's mean, that's good people, data. People like uh-huh. talking about themselves, number one. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And number two, helps you get to know your patient, which is uh-huh. supposed to be part of the the uh, 
patient encounter, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, it's not just nice. Like that's valuable information Mm -hmm. because suppose they're coming in with like palpitations and then you find out like, oh, you hate your job. Okay. Let's talk about that. Right. right, You know, maybe it's not a heart problem you have, but Mm -hmm. your life is stressful. So there's nothing that makes me feel more special when I go to a doctor and the first thing they do when they walk in is recall something that we've talked about Mm -hmm. years probably before or, and so it's probably harder as a medical student to do that because you don't get as much continuity with your patients. Some do, and that's really awesome. But even then there's sometimes notes and you'll see again, teenagers are easier, but maybe you can figure out what year in school they are. And so, Hey, are you graduating this year? Like they're like, yeah, I've never met you in my entire life. How would you not have this information? I think it's it's very it's cool to have taken that extra moment mm-hmm. as a doctor, but also like as a patient to hear like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for asking about X, Y or Z. That is so cool of you. And then I instantly respect them so much more. If you don't want to take the ch- here's the thing my doctor does. If you don't want to take the chance of quipping something and maybe having it fall flat every time he walks in the room, he says, you're looking well. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you know, it's just a little thing. Like, you're looking well. You know what I just thought about for teenagers? Um, Not TikTok? No, not... Well, TikTok's a great one, but something... I remember I did this, and then I never (laughs) did it again. Aline just starts flossing. What? Aline just starts flossing. Aline starts doing the dance. (laughs) What? Teenagers are very into The dance. Since you mentioned that, that's like... It's paleontology no one no one flosses anymore <laughs> by the time it gets to us yeah, yeah um but the thing i've noticed teenagers seem to like is when you ask them what kind of music they're listening mm-hmm. to lately or yeah. tv shows are you yeah. did you see any cool movies lately yeah. and then people will you know sometimes they'll be like no and then all right well yeah, well teenagers are a tough nut to crack yeah they are hey uh you gotta go Oh yeah, just a <laughs> Oh yeah, I do. I have I have a Zoom call. You have a Zoom call. This has become the Josh Magoo show. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Which I'm you, I'm Josh. happy. We had a, I I loved this. I had a whole bunch of other shit to talk about, but we didn't do that. <laughs> you told us you told us to talk, and we yeah. talked. Uh, that's the you point. Did fantastic. <laughs> Hey, there was a lot of very valuable information we shared today. Oh, I'll tell you that story um, when we hang up. Okay, when we hang up the call. When we <laughs> okay, Grandma. <laughs> you don't even hang up phones anymore. It's, it's funny to get any information, valuable information from this episode. The listener must have listened to every moment of it. Like you couldn't skip any of it because there were callbacks. There was just like pieces of information that we then circled back to in like yeah. five minutes. This is a show. This is a show of yeah. no. He won't. This is a show of chaos. It's fine. That's our show. Hannah, Riley, Jess. Aline, thanks for being on the show with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what kind of person would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcuts, for making us part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Our editors are Maddie, Walleen, and me, I guess, because Nick, Nick graduated. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The the show is made, You're looking well. The show is made possible by a generous <laughs> donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look. Life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but 
In my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 